Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome, Howie Zales, to Modern Legacies. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. Great to have you on the show today. Howie's the president of Veridity Entertainment Services. And at Modern Legacies, we love hearing people in the modern technology space and using digital media well, and hopefully leaving a positive impact in the world someday. So Howie, can you tell me a little bit about your company and, and how you got started? Sure. Veridity Entertainment Services. We're a, a live stream and event planning company. We do um, live stream productions for talk shows, cooking shows, concerts, uh, different types of events, corporate meetings, um, corporate events of any kind. And uh, we use technology, mainly live streaming and the internet to get help get the, our clients' message and content out there. Awesome. Well, the internet technology, we're using it right now to even record this record this interview. And I find that the world is just a lot smaller than it used to be. Although there just seems to be either more information or information is too easy to get to now. But you're providing people a platform to reach thousands, millions of people all over the world, right? Yeah, we, we're able to help clients. You know, no longer do companies need to do meetings and fly everybody in to... Uh, the area or wherever the conference or meeting is, they can have the key p- personnel locally on the ground and then broadcast their production or their event uh, to all their investors or all their company employees worldwide, wherever they are located. And to take it a step further, we can also include people globally and bring them into the meeting as contributors, which we do on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About how many broadcasts do you think your your company is handling every week? We, yeah, it's it, it's hard to say. We do one or two shows a week, but they're fairly large productions, and it takes a lot to get it off the ground. So um, it's not like every single week we have a production, but uh, uh, most weeks, and and involves a lot because the coordination uh, and the technology involved get each production is is its own entity and um it takes a lot to get it off the ground i i, w- I would imagine i actually studied broadcasting in grad school okay so i know a little bit about that stuff but from a technical aspect with the digital media today it's just a completely different world so i can only imagine um, what it takes to make things presentable across the bandwidth across the world so um awesome work how did you get into that i mean why why streaming and that sort of service what what was yeah great question um i'm a retired camera operator i worked for nbc sports and the world wrestling entertainment for over 20 years so i ran around sidelines uh at super bowls football games olympics kentucky derbies wrestlemanias all you know the biggest events and then we i always had a company on the side where we would hire tv crews for sports and entertainment events nationwide and then the pandemic happened and we needed uh uh we, we opened up a second business in the television space and when the pandemic happened 
we like everything got shut down like everybody else. So we needed a little pivot. And I knew about live streaming from my industry. And I knew that it was kind of in its infancy and maybe five years down the road. But uh, overnight, the technology just like that, right? So um, yeah. I did as much research as I could. I met and talked to a lot of people and decided that this is what we, you know, this was our next step. I I hear you. I mean, the pandemic, it just kind of sped up the world a little bit, right? I, all oh, yeah. of a sudden, everyone really had to get in the modern space with digital, with digital media. Companies like Zoom, which we're using to record this video, and Loom, and these other companies... Uh, Microsoft Teams and and Spaces, all these different things needed to to be used. And it, to be honest with you, Howie, I don't know why people didn't use this stuff more. To, you know, I think it was right. almost people were afraid or stuck in their ways. Well, what do you think? You think it was just they just needed a swift kick in the pants because of the you know with the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't have a Zoom account prior to the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, it just you know things happen, technology happens. And, and the way we go about doing business or the way we go get, about getting our content out there mm -hmm. uh, has changed. And even since the pandemic, it's changed. For example, we, we own a content delivery network or a CDN, it's called. And companies and influencers that want to get their content out there that use Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram right now, they're up against a battle because these platforms keep changing their algorithms. Yes. Um, YouTube decides which ads go on your video content, right? So we have a content delivery network where we offer to set up your own TV network, if you will, and you decide who the advertisers are and you bring all of your followers from the social platforms to your own pages where all of your content lives. And that's that's the step of the future. And we hope that we're a few steps ahead of everyone else. But uh, that's what we're kind of designing next and moving forward to. Yeah, I also noticed that you have some courses and some things to train people yep. on these sort of things. What Can you tell me about those? Yeah, a big part of who I am is uh, I've always had mentors throughout my career and I love to give back and, and help others. So a big part of what I do is doing that. Um, I speak at uh, colleges, especially the college I went to all the time to the TV department. Um, we offer free webinars about the television industry. And we also offer a class, um, which basically teaches young people that are, don't want to go to college or just out of college, how to get into the sports broadcasting industry, who the clients are, how to act. Um, and we teach them about the equipment. We bring in the equipment that they would actually see on the job site and teach them how to use it. So the first time they ever get a job is not the first time they're seeing it. That's cool. I just harken back to my days in, in broadcast school again. I, I remember working the different jobs and positions part of a broadcast, getting that experience was excellent. So important to be able to do things like operate the camera, work on the production mm -hmm. team, you know, be a uh, work in the digital side, be a reporter. You know, I loved being the anchor, to be honest with you. That was, uh, <laughs> I love sitting behind the desk. You know, I never had a problem having a camera on this face. Although my professor told me I had a face for radio at one point. But uh, <laughs> so uh, just great experience. So I really commend you for doing that. I think it's awesome that you, obviously you have a tremendous experience, like you said, roaming the sidelines of major sporting events. You probably have some awesome memories of catching some oh, great yeah some great plays and stuff you know I, I might want to touch on a story too or a story or two there also uh, sure. but but in relation to the, the the courses and teaching the young people how do you think that 
How do you think that advances the the career or the uh, the industry? Because I think there's a lot there's a lot that goes into. It. I don't think people realize how important it is that, that the staff and the production behind seeing live sporting events specifically. I mean, I'm a huge sports fan, but right. how do you think that type of training helps people prepare and maybe make the product even better for the consumer going forward? Well, great questions. Um, there is no currently there is no training ground. Our course, as far as I know, is the only training ground, and we've only got to do it once because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, the training ground used to be the networks years and years and years ago, and then they would train people and, and that's it, but not anymore. There's literally no training ground and it's a difficult industry to pick up because all sports, um, is shot, or at least from the camera person's perspective is a formula. You shoot, uh, if the ball in football is going left to right and you're a high camera, you have one set of responsibilities, Mm -hmm. responsibilities. If it's going the other way, whole different set of responsibilities, Mm -hmm. uh, just to give you an example. So, um, our course offers all this information to young people to try to get them into the industry because the age of the freelancers in the television sport sports industry is really starting to get up there. It's a physical Mm -hmm. job and people have bad backs. They're getting older and we need a younger generation of people to kind of come in and take over and continue the high quality production that, you know, we've established over the years. Interesting. You said about the age of, of the freelancer. I was watching, you know, we're recording this on a Monday. I watched football yesterday, Sunday, and I saw, you know, one of the camera people, it seems like it happens every week. One of the camera people gets smoked by a, you know, oh. player coming out of bounds. And I'm thinking, man, that's a physical job too. Yeah. And, and, and some of that stuff, I mean, it's different than it used to be. It's probably lighter equipment now, but it, you still mm-hmm. have some weight that you're carrying around. Well, the cameras weigh the exact same or heavier. And the reason why is that the the lenses on the front of the camera, uh, the glass is heavy. So if the back end of the camera wasn't the same weight to even out the front end, you'd be constantly like this. So the cameras are quite heavy because of the high def and, and the amount of glass that the lens have. And yeah, I've, I've had two concussions on the football field. Uh, one at Notre Dame, I was shooting a punt in the air, came down next thing I know I'm in the hospital. Same oh, thing. I, I don't even remember where the NFL one was, but yeah, I had a concussion doing NFL mm-hmm. and I've been hitting the head with a line drive when I was doing a Mets game at Shea stadium, when I was doing Ooh. low, th- low third. So three concussions doing uh, sporting events. <laughs> There's some, how you get some hazard pay working. working <laughs> Especially, in, I think in baseball, man, if you got to hit with a baseball, that's 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 incredible. Yeah. So, all right, so take me back. Give me, give me, maybe get a cool story, a cool event that you that you shot at one point. Yeah, some of the cool. Um, I was with the U.S. women when they won their gold medals in Beijing in gymnastics, and in London with gymnastics. I was the first person to pull Michael Phelps out of the pool for his first medal when he won in Italy. And, uh, I did swimming in Italy. Uh, I've done triple crown horse races with, uh, you know, with, uh, when the horse won the triple crown, I was with Bob Baffert when he won last time. Um, I've done some really cool, uh, you know, awesome events. I was with Eli, uh, Peyton Manning when he won his first Super Bowl ring. 
Um, so I've oh, had some really cool. great experiences. You've seen some celebrations. Now I've been as a fan to some sporting events, but never in that capacity. That's probably pretty cool. What what yeah. are you a fan of? Do you ever get to? Are you a fan, or are you just kind of lose it when you're now you're the camera person seeing them all? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I really don't watch sports much anymore. Um, yeah. I I used to be a huge huge hockey fan and and baseball oh, yeah. fan and. I wanted to play professional baseball and that's what kind of got me into television in the first place. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's when you, when it's your business, you kind of focused on what you're doing and how to improve your skill set. Yeah, for sure. And when I worked outside of, out of grad school, when I worked in sports radio for a while, I felt the same thing. You start, it starts becoming your job. You still like it, but you're, yeah. you don't have the time and you, you got to pay attention to everything more than just, you know, you're just the team and how they're performing. So, well, yeah, because you're telling a story, right? So you got to know who the important people are in what event you're doing. Why is it important to be shooting those people? And what are the storylines? You're constantly telling a story to improve the broadcast. Mm -hmm. And that's a great point. I love how you say that. It's storytelling through pictures. It's it's very, very yeah. important. In fact, I, I write about this once in a while, how I prefer actually to watch games sometimes silently because I, I prefer just to see it myself and and, he, and see and feel that story more than, you know, sometimes the biased opinions of the commentators, which is probably something, something I shouldn't say, considering my friends in the industry and the training that I have, but uh, really appreciate the camera work. So, all right. So this is Modern Legacies, Howie, and we are about what our companies are doing to make the world a better place, what the next generation, and I kind of touched on it from a technical spec perspective, but just for you more specifically, what does your company, what, what you're doing now, what does that mean for a legacy that's modern yet also kind of celebrates tradition a little bit? Yeah, we, we just try to pay it forward as much as possible to the younger generation. I try to teach as much as possible whenever I kind of master, not master, but whenever I kind of get a skill that I know that I'm good at and I could pass it on, I do everything possible to pay it forward and pass it on and bring new people aboard and teach them a skill that can help them. Mm -hmm. um, whether that's going to colleges and speaking through our course or bringing new people onto the company and training them to, you know, hopefully bring them, bring them on and, and hire them for future work. There's nothing better than, you know, taking someone out of college and kind of mentoring them, showing them the ropes and then having them succeed and even surpass, surpass you. So mm -hmm. that's, to me, that's the best thing. When the mentee surpasses the mentor is a, is a powerful transition for sure. And yep. so, and as long as we're on the subject, subject of sports, uh, one of my favorite ESPY speeches, I, I believe it was the comeback player of the year when, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy, but by the name of Eric Berry, he was a safety for the chiefs and he was yeah. a cancer patient and he came back oh. and he won the, I'm pretty sure it was the comeback player of the year. And he was at the ESPY awards and he gave and his speech. And they're very short. You know, they don't have 10 minutes to give a speech at an award show. But he spoke for just a couple minutes and it was about leaving his positive legacy into the next generation. And it, it kind of you kind of reiterated exactly what he said there. It's so important that the, the things, the skills, the, the things that we overcome, that the next generation doesn't have to overcome them in the same manner. Maybe it's a little bit easier or there's something that they can learn from us and, and take that next step. And that's really what society is about, right? I mean, if we haven't, we've evolved <laughs> over time, right? So awesome. Love, totally. love what you're saying. Yeah, I started my own podcast recently and um, it's more or less about entrepreneurialism, but 
hopefully to inspire younger entrepreneurs. Cause again, I've always had mentors or business coaches that helped inspire me. So I'm just through that avenue would like to pass it on. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What's the, what's the name of the podcast? The unexpected entrepreneur. Unexpected entrepreneur. That's cool. So you kind of describe, is that kind of a autobiography a little bit? Yeah, a little bit because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a camera operator by trade. That's what I, you know, that's what I wanted to do. That's, uh, I always had a business on the side when I was operating camera, but I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I was a camera person first. Then I had a business on the side, but then I, uh, I did, a, I did a mindset flip and then thought of myself as an, because of my wife and thought of myself first as an entrepreneur who also ran camera. And as soon as I made that mindset change, like things in the business just kind of scaled. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just amazing when you just make a little tweak on how you think about things and look at things, how, what happens. That's, that's really powerful. That the same thing happened to my business partner and I, and, you know, the sponsor of modern legacies is our company initiate impact. And we worked my business partner and I combined 27 years in the financial world. And we always thought of ourselves as detailed planners and investments and people helping people with their taxes in those situations. <laughs> and we know we have all this technical expertise. We never thought of ourselves as, as entrepreneurs or creative in any way, to be honest with you. And then what, what better time during a pandemic to start a business? So right. here we go. That's, that, that's great advice, Howie. Love it. Uh, Modern Legacies. Check Howie out. Uh, I know he's on LinkedIn. I know his company. Uh, you can check out Veridity Entertainment Systems on the web. Howie, where can people get a hold of you? Yeah, the best place is uh, HowieZales.com with links to all of our company websites and our podcast and all of our video content is all under one roof at HowieZales.com. Awesome. HowieZales.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Howie Zales, thank you so much for coming on the Modern Legacies Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply, and we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag modern legacies, we would really appreciate it. Now we're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything, you can subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot to help us spread the great message. If you want to know more, go to our website, initiateimpact.com, or you can check us out on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.